Coming to you live from the Kintec studio, it is Canuck Central. This hour is brought to you by Andrew Sherritt Limited, your plumbing and heating wholesaler. A proud family-owned BC company helping local business since 1892. Dan Richo, Satyar Shah. If you missed hour one of the program, we go through some of the uh, lineup changes for the Vancouver Canucks. J.T. Miller moving back to center. Big road trip coming up. Frank Valley joined us as well. His thoughts on uh, where the Canucks are are headed as they continue through their slow start to the season. Jim Rutherford going to join us in a couple of moments here, Sat. But uh, massive road trip coming up for this team. Massive. I mean, uh, five huge games for them. And it's not an overstatement to say that if it goes awry, it's going to be very hard to get the season back on track. We saw how hard it was for them last year when it was off the tracks around the 20-game mark a bit farther. And if you have a really tough road trip, well, it really does put you in a really tough spot. But if you're able to pick up six points or seven points on this road trip and have a successful one, it buys you a bit more time to tell yourself that, you know, maybe we can get back into this. Uh, Let's bring in the uh, president of hockey operations with the Vancouver Canucks. It is uh, Jim Rutherford. Uh, Thanks for this, Jim. Uh, We're we're all excited for for the new deal between uh, between us and, and the club. It just means you get to talk to us for a few more years. That's all. Okay. Look forward to it. Hope, hope, Hope we can... Talk under better circumstances in the future. A few more wins would be nice. I know. I know we'd get less uh, less angry text messages. That's uh, that's that's for sure. But um, you know, it's it it has been a lot since you've come in last December. I'm curious. You know, we we focus so much on the ice, but you know, how much of your duties have been about getting this club set up off the ice as well for sustained success? Well, that that's that has been my main priority as far as uh, as changing the hockey operations department, and um, you know, some people moved out, new people moved in. I like the structure of our department. I like the people that that we've added, and I I believe we're in a strong position to make good decisions going forward. And of course, when the deal was announced, uh, you guys mentioned that there will be some renovations coming to to the arena. Some seats might be changing. And all you've mentioned that a practice facility is something you're still looking at as well. Getting a big deal done like this and having financials sorted out, how much does that help that type of process to get those capital projects done? Well, we're we're very fortunate. I mean, we're we're able to get this done in a short period of time. And and Michael Doyle, our, our president, he spearheaded it and and everybody that worked on it really deserves a lot of credit. They really did a good job. The the new facility in Rogers Arena for the players is first class. Uh, we also upgraded the facility in Abbotsford. Uh, we continue to identif- try to identify a location for a practice facility. So from uh, ownership's point of view, they're they're certainly willing to invest. Uh, in areas that, that were necessary to upgrade our organization. Uh, so, uh, yes, back on uh, the, the, the circumstances of, of the season that you uh, mentioned previously, it's 3-1-1 uh, you know, over the last five, so, so the record uh, has been a little bit better, um, but Saturday had to be frustrating it, in a general sense. Just how are you feeling about how things are going, and, and do you feel like the club is, is heading in a better direction right now? I feel the same way as those texts that you referred to, uh, how, how those people feel. This is, uh, uh, first of all, this is not going to get changed in a, 
in a real short period of time. I, I know that we all recognize that, and there's a real challenge here, um, you know, related to sorting out contracts and, and, and different things like that. But at this point, I would have expected better. Uh, I didn't like our training camp, um, and we continued into the early part of the season um, the same way as our, our training camp was. And in order for us, there's a lot of things that have to happen, but in order for us to become a better team, we have to play with a stronger system and and uh, and really be more accountable for some of the things that some of the players are are struggling with. So when in the NHL now, the way the game's played and the way the game's called by the, the referees, uh, it's hard to defend because, you know, you can't get away with mm-hmm. those cross checks in front of the net, knocking the guys out of the way. And so it's understandable that teams are going to give up uh, leads. And, you know, it happens all over the league. But the fact that it has happened as many times as it has for the Canucks in this short period of time, it's a major concern and something has to be fixed. When you, when you're winning at home three, nothing in your own building and you have the, the goaltender that we have and the players that we have, we should not lose that game. And unfortunately we did every point's critical to us at this point. You mentioned the structure the team needs to play with and for them to have more accountability and be better. Do you have the right personnel behind the bench and on the ice to have that accountability and have the structure you want to see? Well, when when we talk to the coaches, we stress it, you know. Um, I, I do believe that the style that the team played that had success in the second half of last season was was a loose style and it was more on the offensive side and uh and our goaltender played great in the second half and and really helped win win a lot of those games or or bail us out in wide open games and i don't believe that that's a style of play that you can sustain over a long period of time if you want to contend for a playoff spot uh, Bruce has talked about this a, a number of times when it comes to the third periods. Just you know, we're coaching them to do one thing, and they're they're just not doing it. They're not they're not executing in the way that they uh, in the way that they need to. So, you know, how do you view that with with how this has happened so consistently? Well, we're at a point now, and, and certainly we'd be at this point even more so at the end of this road trip where we have to make players more accountable and uh, we'll, you know, we'll have to take the necessary steps uh, to get players attention. Uh, you know, we've, we've tried to make changes in the off season, you know, a priority of ours is the right side of our defense. Uh, we need to make it younger. We took a step forward there uh, when we finally were able to get, Ethan Bear, we'd worked on that deal for a few months, but mm-hmm. we didn't have the cap space. Finally, got creative enough that we could do it. Um, but you know, we if our if we were playing in a real strong structure, it would make it easier for our defense to play, and uh, and it wouldn't you know it wouldn't matter who was on our defense. But mm-hmm. right now, we don't have that strong structure, and we need to change the makeup of our defense. And when a defenseman comes along like it did in the off season, 
we were in on just about every one of those players that moved to another team. But there were always circumstances that meant we couldn't get them. We didn't. Mm-hmm. We either didn't have the cap space, or another team was willing, or or had a better player or players to give up for the defenseman. But you also do have uh, some bodies on the back end, and Burroughs has performed pr- pretty well when he's played. Rathbone has shown some promise. We've seen them have a hard time getting to the lineup, though, with Stillman getting back in. How much collaboration is there with the coaching staff on who plays on the defense, especially when you get agents calling about players and stuff like that, too? Or is that all up to the coach? Ultimately, it's the coach's decision. Patrick Alvin is the general manager, uh, gives him the players, uh, 23 players to pick from and the coach makes the decision who goes in the lineup. Uh, I know that Patrick and Bruce talk on a pretty regular basis, but, you know, my recommendation is to all the people in the organization, stay in your own lane and let people make their own decisions. And the ultimate decision for who goes in the lineup is the coach. Uh, now you you mentioned uh, the you feel the same way a lot of our the way our fans do our fans send a lot of different messages all the time and one big topic of conversation in this market and you've been asked about it too is the world word rebuild Curtis is texting and others have been texting and saying they want to see a rebuild from fans perspective but we often get stuck on the word rebuild it doesn't necessarily mean tear it down to the studs but it can be what you mentioned yourself Jim when you took over initially you might have to take a step back to take a step forward is that still something you're willing to do with this group it is but i don't think we need to use the word rebuild you know we all get caught up in words and the word that we use internally is build continue to build 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 move out players that don't fit here move in younger players i talked about it from day one when we bring players in we're going to try to bring in relatively young players 26 years old or younger and uh and for the most part, that's that's what we've done to this point. You know, we're not we're not trading draft picks for for guys in their 30s and things like that. We're trying to build this together so it can come together within certainly within the next year for for next season, if not you know prior to that. But certainly with the the start that we've had, it it, it it's going to be very difficult for this team to claw out of the hole we're in and contend for a playoff spot on that note is there is there a point where setting yourself up for for next season becomes your main priority yes there will be a point that we do that and uh and i also think there will be a point where we start to talk you you know there's certain players you can't you can't trade because you know people aren't interested in them and and so maybe we're going to get to a point where we're going to have to take a look at trading one or two players that in the off season we would never consider doing. Now the only way we would do that is to trade that player and get something in return that we can at least stay the same as we are now and get a couple more younger assets. That's what I talk about when we build. It's not necessarily a total teardown and rebuild. We just keep building piece by piece by piece. And we'd all like to, you know, it's like doing a a puzzle. We'd all like to, you know, put all those pieces, those thousand pieces out on a table and fit the most important pieces in first. But it doesn't work that way. Each piece by piece at some point will make sense for what we're trying to do. 
And, you know, and I know we appreciate that you can't come out and tell us the exact plan all the time. And sometimes when you see pieces of the puzzle and you look at it in isolation, it may not make as much sense. And it's easy for us to point at and say this or why did you do this? Why do you why are you short a draft pick? But when you get the puzzle put together, is it your goal to have a few extra draft picks, right? Have that cap space, even though it's not there today. That's still the ultimate goal as part of that full puzzle. That's going to be the goal going into next offseason that we've acquired more younger assets, whether it's younger players, draft picks, and opened up cap space. That's uh, that's going to be the tough thing to unravel. We've tried to do it since since last January, and uh, but the the players that that become the obvious ones that are not going to be here long term, you know. Are, there's not necessarily a return or even players that are willing to take them. You know, the Chicago deal, we, you know, we had, uh, we had Dickinson and, and uh, it was, it was a cap move. We had to put a draft pick in there. Um, and it was, it was an absolute must to do at that point in time. So we could at least work with the 23 man roster, but we're going to look to make bigger deals than that and open up a lot more cap space so we can be involved in some of the talks for some of the players that will be available next offseason. When we think about or, some of or, 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 or prior to that, I don't, want, I don't want people to take this the wrong way. We're just pushing it off till next offseason. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, 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 we're willing to do something right now if something's available to us. Well, well and you've also made, made some additions, uh, you know, in, in Mikhaev maybe being the biggest one in, in free agency. And it's, it's a four-year deal, and, and – um, you know, I, I guess when I look at that deal and, and, and how the season has started, Jim, I'm, I'm saying, well, well, how did that make sense? But from your perspective, I imagine you see Mikhaev as a potential piece that can help you win, not just this year, but two, three, three years down the line, maybe when you plan to be more of the contender than you are today. Yeah. I mean, he's, he, he's made our team better now, but our, our team's not good enough. So at some point in time throughout the term of his contract, he will be an important part of a winning team, but he brings speed. He's got good character. He's a very smart player. He's a very good penalty killer. Unfortunately, he got hurt at camp. So it makes, makes it harder for him to get going. But, you know, I think he's been a good player for us. He's, he's, he's an important part of our future. Uh, Jim, before we let you go, and uh, and if there was better circumstances, maybe we'd, we'd ha- we would have more time to talk about Kuzmenko playing well, Pedersen being off to a hot start. But we also have to ask about one of the big unresolved uh, issues with the team, and that is Bo Horvat and the fact that he's not signed to a contract yet. I know you've mentioned a few times that nothing's really moved yet. Uh, is the priority still to get something done contract-wise, and has there been any sort of movement lately? There hasn't been any movement. Our priority is to keep Bo. Uh, we recognize what he can do for us. Um, he, he's off to. I, I, I'm very proud of him. I give him a lot of credit. You know, he could he could uh, lose his focus here and be thinking about what's going to happen with his contract and whatnot. But he came in ready to play, and he, he's 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 played terrific for us. So, you know. I hope that keeps going. I hope we can sign him. If we can't sign him, the better we play, the better return we're going to get for him. So it works out for everybody, but ideally we can figure out a way to keep Bo in Vancouver. 
Jim, really appreciate your time uh, and uh, always make it time for us uh, through the good times and the bad. Thanks for this. Okay, thanks, guys. Take care. Uh, there is uh, Jim Rutherford, president of Hockey Ops with the Vancouver Canucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is an insane interview. Love the honesty from one texter at the Dunbar Lumber text line. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, he, he repeated a lot of things he said before. The word structure we've heard ever since the offseason and throughout the season. And even though uh, the much maligned blue line, which obviously needs a remake and needs changes, uh, Rutherford mentioned that if they had better structure, it wouldn't matter as much who the defensemen are. But that's not something that hasn't happened. He says they've talked to the coaches a lot about having that better structure, and that's what they want. Uh, I asked them point blank, is is Boudreaux and this group capable of doing the things that you want to see? And, you know, essentially said they want to see it, but it's yeah. a work in progress. Not really a massive endorsement. No, not a massive endorsement on the coach, not a massive endorsement on some of the players. He essentially said that they're open for business, they yeah. want to open cap space, they want to get younger assets, Pushed back on the word rebuild, talked about build. Now we can dig into that. But essentially said they want to have more cap space, want to get younger, and this group is in it. That's essentially what he said. Even unprompted said, as long, I'm, I'm just as angry as everybody else. Um, and that changes will have to come if this continues. And... You know, we heard from Elliot uh, the sort of, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, talk to the players. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's clear this organization is close or certainly after talking to Jim there, they feel like they're close to not necessarily moving on from this season, but essentially saying next season is our bigger priority. Getting us set up for this offseason mm-hmm. is now our bigger priority. Now, this is something we've talked about a lot, too. Like yeah. My understanding heading into the season was, and they've admitted it, and I mentioned this so many times on the show, they weren't able to do as much as they wanted. Part of the deal this year is getting through this year and doing more. The hope, however, had been that you would be more successful than you've been. You buy yourself some time, and you're able to have some better leverage in how you make moves, and you can put a lot of that off to the offseason. Everything went pear-shaped right away. So, you know, what you were hoping for didn't happen. So now you're faced, you're thrust into dealing with that situation right away. But I do believe all along the work, their entire goal had been to get rid of more contracts than they were able to Mm -hmm. and to retool this team more. Now, the rebuild that people want to see is probably not going to happen. Now, we can debate the merits of that or not or whether you want to see it or everything. But but it's as you said, Sad. It's even as Jim said. It's... (laughs) You know, the word, like we get bent out of shape about the word more than anything else. But basically, the word rebuild is either you take it to tear it down to the studs or even a simpler version of saying keep Demko, Pedersen, and Hughes or keep Hughes and and Pedersen and be open to everything else, essentially. And maybe they are open to a lot of different things outside of that. But it's not going to be a methodical tear it down. Let's just get draft picks and we'll take it on the chin for two years and get better. That's not going to be what they're doing. Yeah. And he essentially said that too. But they are trying to get rid of contracts. They're trying to recycle the roster while they try to try to stay competitive. It is a bit of a retool on the fly. And the reason fans here uh, get nervous about that, because they heard about a retool on the fly and it failed spectacularly previously yeah. here. So there isn't confidence in that type of a plan. And just because it's a 
you know, it's a similar plan. Doesn't mean it will be executed the same way. There are different people involved, but it's harder to buy into if you're a fan because you've seen that type of thing fail in the past. But ultimately, they're going to have to make a tough decision somewhere that's going to tell us exactly where it's headed, and that yeah. hasn't yet happened. It hasn't yet happened. They haven't made the big subtraction. The biggest subtraction they've made is Travis Hamanick. Um, yeah, of course. You know, you you moved on from Mott, you moved on from Dickinson, but Hamanick is essentially the big one that has moved on. And there are a lot of things that they can do. We know Bo is, and and he mentioned again, they plan on keeping Bo. Had a ton of praise for how Bo has handled the situation. Mm-hmm. He's played really well to start the year, as we've all talked about, as we've all seen. It's. <laughs> It's the easy piece to see them moving because of the value there, but that was also the case with Miller, and they didn't end up doing that. So how are you going to get creative enough to do some of the things that he said if it is with players beyond Bo? And that will be ultimately very hard to do if this team doesn't start getting some results and getting some of those players to play better. Like... Connor Garland, I love the player as much as anybody else, but he's got to start playing better if he's going to have some kind of trade value. Brock Besser's got to get on the ice, first of all, if he's going to be a player that you maybe use to open up some cap space and be able to do some other things with. On the back end, I mean, the money is just so inefficient. You know, I I, I don't know how you go about fixing that. And, no, and, and, I mean, that's that's such a difficult problem for this team to overcome with OEL, Myers, now Pullman. You don't know if, when or if he's going to play. Yeah, but there, there's always a way around things. Like, yeah. I don't buy into the notion of you can't do it. You can't figure it out. It's hard. Yeah, it is hard. Well, ultimately, th- the easiest the easiest solution for OEL for me right now seems like a buyout. Yeah, like, I mean... Honestly, but, that's the easiest one. Yeah, this, it is the easiest one, but it's still, like you know, you're talking about eight years of a cap hit. Yes. And yes, there's some low ones and only a couple million on a few, but there's still a couple with four million. It's, it's, it's not a clean... Exit. Like, it's not a clean It's an exit. expensive exit. It is. <laughs> and, you know, the second thing is you have to convince the owner to be willing to sign off on that big of a buyout right yes. away. You know what I mean? And and that's a different conversation. And that's, that goes for any team if you're talking about a buyout of that type of nature. And you're essentially paying him about 20, 23 million, 22 million to not play hockey for you anymore. That's yeah. a lot of money to be throwing at somebody to not play hockey for you anymore. So that's the, the consideration. But there is always a way around doing things. It just comes down to how creative you can get. Mm-hmm. They put together a, an impressive front office as far as who they've hired and what positions. It's a robust front office. They should be able to find some answers. They should be able to find. They should be able to find things we can't see. That's yeah. what they get paid to do. And what they're going to have to do is make those things happen. I think there is a way to do it. You can always do the 3D thing where you're moving some stuff out, getting some extra assets. Like essentially what they did with the Ethan Bear thing on a larger scale, right? Yeah. So what they did was they said, okay, uh, Ethan Bear straight up, we couldn't make this happen. We don't have the cap space. But if we move this money out, which is a Jason Dickinson contract, now that money gets opened up. Yeah, we paid a second round pick for it, but now we can bring somebody else in. Do you have a situation where you make a couple of trades here at the deadline, you get a few extra draft picks, you get a few extra prospects, and then that allows you to package something with somebody else to get money off the books that allows you to make another acquisition. So there are ways around this. It's not going to be cheap. You got to spend money, you got to spend assets to do it, but that's what these guys are going to get paid to do. And I, I hope they find the answers they're looking for. And I don't think it is impossible, especially with the cap, 
having some flexibility and you getting a bit creative here. It may lean on your owner eating some money. And if he's willing to do so, there is a way out. Uh, lots of questions, uh, lots of reaction to our interview with Jim Rutherford. We will uh, get to some of your thoughts on it for our live listeners, 650-650 on the Dunbar Lumber text line. Also, Don Taylor is going to join us and get his take as well. But a lot to parse through on uh, Jim Rutherford joining us here on Canuck Central.